Hello everyone and welcome to the Lifestyle of Amelie Podcast. And the Lifestyle of Amelie Podcast is your source for everything fashion, beauty, lifestyle, celebrity news, and today's news. So today I want to get straight into the podcast episode. So today I'm going to be talking about the case of Gabriel Fernandez. Very, very sad case. I actually just watched the Netflix documentary. I have like one more episode left. But um super sad i didn't even know about this case to be honest with you until i heard some peers at school talk about it on their snapchat and then i heard about the gruesome things that he had to go through and he was only eight years old when he died it's super crazy but i'm gonna be back after this break and i'm going to be talking more about the case what happened to gabriel fernandez where are his parents now and what the Netflix series definitely portrays about the system and how things definitely need to change so I'll be right back okay guys so the documentary based series called the trials of Gabriel Fernandez is one of the most watched U.S. shows on Netflix which is super crazy it just released but pretty much this documentary looks back at the case of Gabriel Fernandez, a sweet little boy that was murdered by his mother and her boyfriend in 2013 when he was only eight years old. So this documentary series, you know, looks at his life before the abuse, during the abuse, what happened to him, his life, you know, his last moments. It It's so sad. So... If you guys don't know, so Gabriel's mother actually abandoned him when, you know, he was born. So Gabriel was actually raised by his uncle and his uncle's boyfriend. And I guess you can figure it out, Gabriel's uncle was gay. So I believe it was like for the first, like, five years of his life Gabriel was raised with his uncle and his uncle's boyfriend and then his grandparents took him in and then his grandparents denied him um custody Gabriel's uncle because he was gay which is so sad I feel like sexuality has nothing to do with it I feel like a lot of people are like oh um you know if your parent is gay you're gonna be gay which is not true at all I know so many people and I know of people when their parents are you know gay lesbian and they're not like that at all so i feel like that's a very negative stereotype and i feel like if he would have stayed with his uncle and his boyfriend i feel like of course he would still be alive so anyway so the six-part documentary series is from filmmaker brian kappenberger i'm probably saying his name wrong excuse me but i love this documentary series um if you don't know i want to be uh directing myself so this, you know, documentary really showed me a lot of things. It opened up my eyes, not about me being director, but it opened up my eyes about how cruel people can be. So Gabriel's mother, when she was taking care of him, like the last year or two, he was alive. She would make him eat cat litter. She would, you know, burn him with cigarette burns. Um, she would beat him with a belt until he bled. Um, so, so sad. He was only in the eighth grade. 
So I want to say this. So Gabriel actually went to school one day and his teacher was like, like, what happened to you? Like, he showed up to school bruised, not bruised, like, you know, like a hickey looking bruise. No, bruised, like horribly bruised. He had like cigarette burns on the back of his neck. His face was swollen. And one time he asked his teacher, he was like, so if your parent beat you with a belt, is that fine? And the teacher was like, I guess so. But then Gabriel was like, but what if you bleed? So then the teacher calls Social Security, not Social Security, Child Protective Services. And by the way, they did nothing. Um, I don't care what anybody. So pretty much you have like a whole episode where like the people of the Child Protective Services try to, like, you know, defend themselves and like oh we couldn't do nothing there were so many times that Gabriel could have been saved so many times and I feel like this happens a lot with child protective services when you know the person that works for you know the organization comes asks them questions but then when that person leaves that child gets abused because the parent that's abusing the child is like oh you're responsible they get the blame for it you know not the person I called the person that is right there in your house, their child, gets the beating. And that's what happened to Gabriel. And the thing that's so crazy is Gabriel's siblings would never get abused. And then Gabriel's mother told her other children, she was like, if you tell anyone about the abuse, you know, there's going to be bad stuff. Like, it's not going to be good stuff. So Gabriel um, Fernandez's mother's boyfriend actually abused Gabriel as well he called him gay he made him wear dresses actually when he was found with like no pulse there was two dresses hanging up in the closet because they would make him walk around with a dress like you know how sad that is like I'm not saying like oh playing dress up for a boy isn't cool and all I have no you want to play dress up fine with you but for you to call a child gay and to belittle them and be like, oh, you're just going to wear a dress. Like, you don't know if that little boy was gay. And if he was gay, there would be nothing wrong with that. Because you should be able to live your own life the way you want it. And inside of this eight-year-old was such a beautiful soul. Um, the teacher, one of Gabriel's teachers, was in a documentary. And she was talking about how Gabriel was writing his mother a card. And she was like, are you sure that you want to do it? He was like, yeah. And he will always write, I'm good, I'm good. Good stuff, you know, to, like, uplift himself in the cards. And then his mother will never. It's, it's just so heartbreaking, honestly. This is, like, so sad how, like, a mother could allow their child to endure all this pain. And then she'll have her own son sleep. It was, like, it's not like a cabinet, but, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a mini cabinet, but, like, for your bedroom clothes. I'm not sure, but that's where Gabriel slept, and then he was beaten to death. It's it's honestly so sad. Like, at least give him to, you know, your parents, your others, um, you know, family members, or even, I don't know. I just, I feel like social service workers should have definitely done something else, but... You know, sadly, we can't go back and fix that. So, other things that Gabriel had to endure, he was pepper sprayed, he was shot with a BB gun, which hurts really bad, by the way. They made him sleep 
So Gabriel slept gagged and bound inside a cupboard. That's what it, that's what it's called. Inside a cupboard. And that is very uncomfortable, by the way. So teachers, security guards, and others try to shine a lot, try to shine a light on what was happening to the boy, but no one removed him from their home. I think one time, one of the workers told Gabriel to stop lying. I heard that in a documentary, and I was like, are you freaking serious? Like, you're going to tell a little boy, like, to stop lying. Like, are you really this serious? Like, seriously? So, I feel like this documentary is not only important, you know, for how... Not even... Let me just rephrase my phrase. I want to say that this documentary is important for Hollywood. I want to say that this documentary is important for child child protective services. This case is important for people that want to go into the work field and you know what you need to take. This case is important in law enforcement. Hey, this kid, you know, we need to get him out out of comfortable situations. And which I really wasn't the biggest fan of was when the people that worked for Child Protective Services was like, oh, well, we deal with so many kids. Like, a lot of excuses. Like, I'd rather you just stick up and say, hey, I was wrong. We could have done something. for, But for you to just be like, oh, but we deal with, like, so many kids and then removing a child from a parent could be so hard. I'm sorry, but I don't care if that child is sad for a couple of days. I'd rather that child be sad than land up dead like Gabriel and be abused i'm sorry that's how i think the child deserves to be in a happy home a home that they feel loved in a home that they are loved 24 7 a home that they feel comfortable in and not a home that they're gonna be freaking gagged and eat cat litter like are you that disgusting for you to make your child do that and what's so sad is that you can see oh my god excuse me about that you can see gabriel's like last moments on his face he was strangled his face was horrible people thought that he had a disease because his hands were so big people thought he had like like a skin disease which is freaking crazy because like at only eight years old like he has such like a long life ahead of him like you have to think about that his his classmates said that he was the sweetest thing ever. His teacher said that he was the sweetest thing ever. And his pictures, like, you know, you can tell in pictures, like, when someone looks so sweet, and you're just like, oh, my God. So, update about Gabriel's um mom. So, Gabriel's mom was actually serving life in prison. Good for her. She deserves it. Gabriel's mother's boyfriend. I don't want to say their names because their names do not deserve to roll the roll off my tongue at all so gabriel's mother's boyfriend is actually serving a death sentence and he is actually serving a death sentence in the same jail as the grim sleeper um also another guy that was responsible for the three strike um act him and oh my god and the other guy that killed his pregnant wife while she was jogging oh my god she was so beautiful um yeah he's spinning jail he's in that jail with like all those killers and everything but i just want to bring awareness to the show the show is super amazing i mean of course it has so many ratings but for a child to go through this at only eight years old is honestly heartbreaking and i hope that this mother lives with herself every single day and then a documentary sold that when she was on the phone 
with um her boyfriend Gabriel's mother, she'd be like, "Oh, but did you tell them about what ha- this happened with Gabriel and how we didn't beat him this time? Like you shouldn't tell them what happened." So much crazy stuff. I I honestly wanted to cry. I'm just being honest with you. I was so sad. I was surprised I didn't cry in this documentary. But um anyways, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Also, stay tuned for my next segment if you want to listen about the coronavirus. And if you don't, it's fine. You can like, comment, and subscribe. Follow my podcast on Spotify. You can be back this week for another podcast episode. And for the viewers and the listeners that are saying hello, and we're going to talk about coronavirus. So, this time it's going to be really short, like a minute or two. So, pretty much... The coronavirus is brought to freaking New York because a lady traveled to Iran and then she brought it back from Iran. So a lot of people have actually died from the coronavirus. People are like, oh yeah, the flu is actually killing more people. Yes, the flu has definitely killed more people than the coronavirus and still is daily. But, um, yeah, so there have been people that have died, of course, in um, China. People have died and I don't want to say Japan, but I know it's China. I know it's definitely Italy, and I know it's definitely Iran, which is so sad. And a lady brought it to New York, and everybody's scared of New York. But apparently she is quarantined. Nobody can, you know, of course, get it. But, you know, the coronavirus is kind of, you know, spreading. So I just want to say wash your hands. If you use hand sanitizer all the time, use it. Make sure you wash your hands. You can't just use hand sanitizer just not wash your hands. Like, at least wash your hands, like, a lot. Don't touch your face in public once you get home. Change your clothes, take a shower, do anything you have to do to protect yourself. And thank you guys so much for listening to Lives and Media Podcast. That segment, I wanted to make it really short, not super long about the coronavirus. Just want to say be safe out there whenever you cough. Make sure you cover your mouth. Whenever someone else coughs, don't, know. of course, try to be so much near them. And don't buy masks. It's not going to protect you from the coronavirus. It's really not. Masks are used for other doctors and patients that actually need it. And patients that have the coronavirus, so, you know, the doctors won't get it as well. So masks aren't going to help you. There's no point in buying them. Keep washing your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Don't touch your face. When you sneeze, sneeze into your elbow. And those are some tips from Amina Lee from the Lifestyle Amina Lee podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I appreciate you guys, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, I was kind of sad over the documentary, so, like, excuse, like, my voice and everything. But thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys so much. Make sure to stay tuned for my next podcast episode. And make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram to keep tuned with my life. And you guys can send me some suggestions on what podcast episode I should do next there. Peace, goodbye, blessings, and have a good day. Thank you.